I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. Blackout curtains, a really cold room or a cold bed, and then sleep molecules. If you have a night of sleep deficiency, you have all these epigenetics that are cancer-causing, tumor-causing, turn on. It's really eroding your DNA. One hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours. You can get one or two hours less sleep than you normally would or should, and you will feel much better the next day than if you didn't have glycine. Okay, is everyone ready? This episode is packed, and I mean absolutely packed to the brim with incredible information on your sleep. That everyone is Matt Gallant, and he is the CEO and co-founder of BioOptimizers. BioOptimizers, you might have remember from episodes 343 and 315, we met with his partner, Wade Lightheart. In this episode, we focus on sleep. We talk at length about the idea of sleep molecules. What molecules are going to help you get the most out of your sleep? What are you sleeping for? What are you trying to get out of your sleep? We talk about why melatonin supplements are really problematic. We talk about snoring and solutions for snoring. We talk about sleep latency. This episode is absolutely packed with incredibly important information for you to live optimal, for you to sleep optimal. There's also a special offer from one of the most breakthrough products that I've ever taken and ingestible to improve my sleep. And that is a product called Sleep Breakthrough. We talk about what's in it, why it works, and why it's important for each of us to create and curate our own sleep techniques every single night. What's your process for sleeping? None of us are getting enough. We're always tired. This has a ton of solutions that might be just right for you. As always, you can follow me at Real Sean McCormick on Instagram. If you like this stuff, if you like this episode, please share a five-star review and try their product, Sleep Breakthrough. Go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash OPP and you get 10% off. And there's also a money-back guarantee. So go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash OPP for 10% off. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Gallant. It's always tough because when you have a mind-blowing conversation before the recording button turns on, it's like, shit, now we got to like hit the reset button. Uh, I'm here with Matt Gallant. He's a CEO at BioOptimizers. Matt, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Yeah, frankly, if the podcast is half as good as our pre-show conversation, it's going to be really awesome. So yeah. I love it. We just touched on a lot of cool stuff. Matt, I know from experience that that the quality of the products that you guys make at BioOptimizers is, is second to none. I mean, the science and the research and the testing that goes into everything that you guys do is, is really unparalleled. And I, I mean that. Why sleep? How long ago did you say, all right, sleep is the thing? Yeah, I've had two major sleep crisis moments. The first one was in my mid-20s completely self-generated. I was obsessed with productivity, started working 80 hours a week in the gym as a trainer. I was recording a hard rock album. I was learning marketing. I was married. I was training twice a day. I didn't have time for TV. And I'm like, I don't even have time for sleep. So literally my strategy was, hey, let me cut sleep 15 minutes every few days. My thinking was my body will adapt. I felt pretty good at the five hour range. And it was, it was a really cool experiment, which lasted like a couple of months. And one of the things it taught me, I still have this habit today is like hyperhydration. Like if I was a little bit dehydrated, I would just crash the training twice a day, once in the morning, once at night kind of helped with the energy. And the other thing was if I ate anything that was suboptimal, I was keto at the time. Um, if I deviated from that, I would crash. 
So it was, it was cool that way. But when I got down to four hours, that was it. Uh, my body called it quits. I read Power Sleep by James Moss. And that set me on the other path, which was let's sleep eight, nine hours a night. Kind of an OG sleep benefit book. Le learned a few things from that, like cold room, which is really critical. You, you need your head to be one degree cooler than your body. Get more into some practical temperature elements, but started sleeping a lot. And then that went on for a while. And then fast forward to my mid thirties and I hit another crisis. So I was tracking my sleep. I had the ZO, which was a predecessor to the Aura Ring, got the Aura Ring and I'm looking at the data and it says I'm getting zero to 15 minutes of deep sleep. I'm waking up after eight, nine hours. I'm completely dehydrated, down three, four pounds, felt groggy every morning, thought that was somewhat normal. I get my testosterone checked. I'm in the low 200s. I get my a DEXA scan. My body fat's the highest ever been. And, you know, there was starting to get more and more awareness around sleep. And this is about like eight years ago. And I just had the eureka moment where the number one thing I can do and invest in is sleep. So I've spent about 45 grand since then, everything from custom-made mattresses to Faraday cages to pretty much every PEMF device to tens of thousands of dollars on sleep molecules, which we can get into. But the first principle is that your body will compound the benefits when you start stacking things. And that's something I learned from the bodybuilding world, which Wade, my partner and I are from. And you know, you might get one thing that improves it 20% and a second thing that's 20% and then a third thing. But when you stack all of these things, now you're in the seventies and you stack one more little thing and now you're, you've doubled the quality of your sleep. And that was kind of my journey. Um, I was like buying a mattress and that was a big improvement. And then a chili pad and that was an improvement and blackout curtains. So there was this progressiveness. And then I really started playing with sleep molecules because I would say the top three things is blackout curtains, a really cold room or a cold bed, which the chili pad or the sleep eight will do a good job with. And then sleep molecules, like giving your body all the molecules that it needs to naturally produce melatonin, to shift the nervous system, to slow down the heart rate and lower body temp. And that's what we've done with sleep breakthrough. It's funny, you know, having having 415 episodes, all one hour interviewing product designers and investigative researchers and scientists and doctors and all people from all walks of life. I ask, it's the frequency of sleep being the main thing is um, is is crazy frequent and so hard for people to crack that code. You know, you mentioned it a little bit. I've been through similar journeys blue blocking glasses, red light bulbs in the house. Um, I've got, I'll, I'll walk you through some of the stuff that I wear at night that, that helps me sleep and, and get rid of snoring um, much to my wife's pleasure. I don't think that many people think about an ingestible as far as breakthrough tool for sleep. Maybe they've heard, maybe they are trying melatonin and we'll, we'll beat up melatonin here in a second, but maybe they'll do apple cider, apple cider vinegar or something. But I don't know that there's that big of a connection in most people's minds between something that they ingest that's going to help them sleep. I would love for you to talk about sleep molecules because that's the first time that I've heard that term. Yeah. And one more important point is, you know, I have bad genetics for sleep. Uh, I should have known that I'm just looking at my dad, but when my mm. nutrigenomic 
coach was going through my genes, it showed up like you'd like, okay, your, your two standard deviations to the negative on sleep. What does that mean? It means that I need to have a hyper hop optimized environment to sleep really well. There are some people that have extraordinary sleep genes, like it's a small percentage of the population and they can just get great O-ring scores anywhere. You could put them on a park bench and in a city and it would get great sleep. Um, I'm not one of them. And as we get older, our natural melatonin production starts to decrease just like testosterone, just like these other hormones. And I think that's a really important place to start. Like melatonin is a hormone. Why is that important to know? Because you're, if you feed your body too much melatonin too often, it will downregulate the receptors. You're going to need more and more and more of it. And melatonin is really only good at initiating sleep, which is called sleep latency. So it's really good for that. But in terms of improving deep or improving REM or improving how you feel the next day, it doesn't enhance those things. Now, for some people, myself included, and there's a, I don't know the exact percentage, but there's a large percentage of people that have this genetic variant, you will wake up after four, five, six hours when you use melatonin. And that's because there's a spike in body temp two to three hours before when it would typically happen. I know I've heard Tim, Tim Ferriss talk about it, Huberman. It's a big issue for a lot of people. So when should you use melatonin? Well, first of all, let's talk about dose. And this is something that I've not, haven't heard a lot of people talk about. Your brain will naturally produce 10 to 80 micrograms. So people are taking 0.5 milligrams, which is 500 micrograms, which is like 12 times, almost 20 times the natural amount that the body would produce. And you don't need that amount. So we're actually working on a spray. It's called Dream Optimizer, where it's like 18 micrograms per spray. And we're finding that that is the magic zone. I don't get that, you know, uh, body temp spike two, three hours before, like I, I do with a higher dose. And I need to be around 50 micrograms. If I get to hundred plus, I'll get that effect, which can be a great hack. Like I was on this crazy trip a couple months ago. I was in New York. I had to wake up really early and get catch a flight. I was only going to get four and a half hours of sleep. I went to see Huberman the night before. And I took about 150 micrograms so that I would wake up uh -huh. and feel better. So for me, using melatonin as a way to, to feel better with five hours of sleep is a great, great application. Um, but when you're traveling two, three time zones, it's really good. If you find yourself uh, overstimulated and you've gone past your optimal sleep window, which we can get into, and you're getting that cortisol spike, I think it's really good at kind of countering that and initiating sleep. So I think it's got its uses. I would recommend to people use a microdose. Again, we're calling it a microdose. It's really the optimal dose. Like, why are we taking 10 times what our brains would naturally produce and not expect consequences? Like your body will downregulate. And I met people like, yeah, I'm up to 10 milligrams and it's not working anymore. And for people that are in that zone, um, you can titrate down. I've talked to people that went cold turkey. They told me it took them about six to eight weeks for them to kind of naturally start producing melatonin. So hmm. that's, my, that's my spiel on melatonin. So what's the better approach? And I think this is true 
always as your starting point when it comes to optimizing things biologically, you want to try to maximize your natural production. Like even with testosterone, so I was on TRT for six years. I've been off now for about a year and I've been able to, to get things working using this approach. And it's the same thing with melatonin. So magnesium is a great precursor, a building block for serotonin and serotonin is a building block for melatonin. So anything that improves serotonin before bed is a great strategy. Let's talk about uh, cofactors. So we have a lab in Boston at the International Birch University. We have 20 full-time brilliant masters and PhD students in chemistry, biology, probiotics, you name it. And we're doing nonstop experiments. I would say one of the most awesome discoveries or validations has been seeing that cofactors can improve the efficacy of the of a molecule two three hundred percent we've seen that time and time again so the precursors or the convert sorry the cofactors for magnesium is p5p which is a bioactive form of vitamin b6 it's a great molecule all around it's a really great supplement but when you're combining it with magnesium again you're going to get more serotonin so that's the first piece. And, you know, we've been selling magnesium breakthrough. We've sold 1.2 million bottles and it just keeps rising and rising because of the synergy and the impact. And we have B6 in there as well. So magnesium and B6 is a great starting point. Let's talk about minerals. We just talked about magnesium, but there's a few other great sleep minerals. One of them is potassium. So as I was getting into literature, in potassium, I found some really interesting things. And first of all, potassium is awesome. It's the molecule of hydration. Really discovered that uh, having done keto since I'm 16, I'm going to be 46 this year. So it's going to be really my 30th anniversary of being on ketogenic diets. And one of the things I learned at one point was the criticalness of potassium. And on keto specifically, your, your body's ability to hold water gets compromised, right? You're not getting glycogen. You're not getting carbs. You're typically getting a lot of sodium, which is great, but there's an optimal sodium to potassium balance. And most people are just way off on that. Like sodium is sky high, which is, I don't think is a bad thing, but the potassium is really low. So sodium will excite neurons. So I, I found some literature on odd mutant flies, literally, which is <laughs> funny. And they were, they were testing sodium and potassium on their neurons what they found was sodium excites the brain and potassium quiets it down. And Mr. Newts, who was the formulator worked with on sleep breakthrough said, yeah, we need potassium. It'll slow down your heart rate. And I didn't know about the sodium potassium balance on the brain. So it's really good. And one more benefit is it will minimize the odds of people going to the bathroom. Because again, when your potassium is low and you're urinating really frequently, when your potassium is optimized and it's in balance with your sodium, you tend to, to go a lot, a lot less frequently because your body will, will be able to hold on to water. Then we got zinc. Uh, zinc is a great mineral for obviously testosterone production, but in context of sleep, it's really good to help calm down the nervous system. And so is calcium. So we have calcium citrate. Our calcium has some really good data on REM. So it's a really good sleep mineral in general. And then the magnesium is a cofactor for all three of those. So that's a really good mineral stack just in of itself. And of course, uh, if you've been around bodybuilding, zinc, magnesium, like ZMA has been around mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Um, 
another great sleep molecule. We were talking a lot about brain waves before the show. And I know you're uh, a theta master, which is awesome. It's my favorite place to hang out. So in terms of brain waves, what happens with insomniacs is they tend to have hyperactive beta brainwave activity and they're kind of stuck there. You know, like if you're not, if you haven't trained your brain to shift to alpha and you're living in an overstimulated lifestyle, you can get trapped in beta brain waves. So what happens is you just, they just can't kind of shut down the monkey wheel, the hamster wheel, whatever animal analogy you want to use. <laughs> and they can't really shift their brains into alpha and then theta, which is obviously where you hit before you fall asleep. And then obviously their sleep qualities is severely compromised. Now, from a molecule perspective, there's a couple of molecules that will increase alpha brain waves. One of them is L-theanine. So I've been playing with sleep molecules for about, again, like when I had that eureka moment, so about eight years. And I would say that L-theanine has been my, my most staple, stable molecule out of all of them. Like I've taken that pretty much every night for the last five, six years, um, usually 200 milligrams. And it's a naturally occurring amino acid typically found in green tea. And it's great because it really kind of relaxes the nervous system, increases alpha brain waves, but it doesn't create drowsiness. And that was one of the challenges with sleep breakthrough was, you know, there was a lot of stuff that kind of made you feel sedated. And I didn't like the lingering effects the next day. So finding that sweet spot took a while. And we did like 55 prototypes and like, we're still prototyping, by the way, like we're already working on 2.0. It's just how we operate. Um, but L-theanine is phenomenal. And then pharma GABA is also phenomenal at increasing alpha brain waves. Let's talk about GABA. So I'm, I'm fanatical about optimizing my neurochemistry. We have a company called Newtopia that that's what we do. And GABA is the molecule of chill. Like I used to drink a lot. I mean, that's obviously what it targets. And, you know, used to do uh, all kinds of other things that increase GABA. I mean, GABA is a great molecule. You just feel chill. And a lot of people, specifically insomniacs, are about 30% deficient in GABA. So again, if we look at insomniacs, they're deficient in GABA, hyperactive beta brainwave activity. And if you give, again, people with these challenges the right molecules, it can completely change their sleep experience. Mm -hmm. So GABA is one of them. Uh, we tested a bunch of them. Pharma GABA was the best. So again, we're targeting GABA. So you can see that our strategy when we build supplements is always to kind of multi-target all of the key vectors. And with sleep, you know, that was our strategy. So let's get to the last big one, which is glycine. I think glycine is absolutely one of the most critical amino acids for health. In, in general, and almost everybody's just not getting enough. I think 10 to 20 grams a day is probably the sweet spot, but I'll focus the glycine conversation on sleep. The first thing it does, which is fascinating, is it'll lower body temp. It'll actually push out blood to the extremities. So in terms of mm. you're getting your body to cool down, it's phenomenal for that. It increases REM. And I think my favorite thing with glycine, and it's something that as I kept using sleep breakthrough, I really started to experience the benefits of is you can get one or two hours less sleep than you normally would or should. And you will feel much better 
the next day than if you didn't have glycine. And I, I saw that in the literature and I'm like, that's a really cool feature. And I can attest that it's true. So that's pretty much the stack. And then the flavoring, we just used uh, blue spirulina, stevia, and this, uh, this really cool fruit called katemfe. It's an African fruit. Um, and then some berries, some natural berry flavors. So there's literally nothing synthetic, no weird flavors, no, no added sugars. And it works really well. The only people it doesn't work for, and this is something we saw after the first wave of launch, we sold out. Um, and that is people, there's people that have a genetic variant that get hyperactive with GABA. So like GABA is like a stimulant for them. And hmm. it's a very small percentage, probably five, 10%. I was talking to Dr. Dan Engel last week about that. Um, and he's seen the same thing with valerian root and some other molecules. But again, we have a 365 day guarantee for that reason. Um, you know, people, if it doesn't work for you, we want you to return it. But the feedback's been phenomenal. People are breaking uh, their aura score records and it's, it's my new staple. My wife loves it. I love it. And it's great. This week's episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. I cannot tell you how much this product has changed my life and so many of the lives of my clients and you listeners. It's also saved my butt during 75 hard these last three weeks. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. You can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I try this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. You managed to make a flavor that is unlike, I'm sure you get this all the time, but it tastes unbelievable. It's, it's blue. It's like, not like has a blue tint. It is like very deep color blue mm -hmm. the flavor. I do. I, and again, like the first time that I took it and I've been, and I've been using it for, Oh, maybe close to a month now. And I'll tell, I'll, I'll talk about what I experienced and what my numbers did, but it is so crazy delicious. And it is, it's like a dessert, but it's not too sweet. It's like this, like nighttime dessert that you take right before you go to bed that is unlike any other flavor I've ever tasted before. And the fact that it's that color blue when you take it and it's four ounces of liquid, it's such a small amount of liquid. It's I, when I first tried it, I, I, I grabbed my wife and I was like, you have to try this. You have to try this flavor. It's unlike anything you've ever tried before in your life. And she's like, I don't even know how to describe that. That's insane. Like, how did you, again, of course, testing, but how did you pick that? First of all, all credit goes to Chastity. Uh, Chastity is uh, Mr. Newt's partner, and internally we call her the Flavor Queen. And she's just coming up with these amazing flavors. Um, we're gonna have a salted caramel collagenous flavor that's just off the charts. And yeah, she she gets all the credit. Um, my favorite comment I've heard about the flavor, and uh, it's from 
on your scientist friend partner and she said it tastes like the 80s but a clean 80s you know <laughs> um i'm like that's you know and, and i agree it's kind of like a an interesting flavor that your your brain is like what is this and you know of course i was always involved just the, the tweaking of it but yeah the combination of the berries with the blue spirulina and just the right amount of of stevia and then the catempe is just creates this really fascinating flavor so yeah i love it it's so good i was shocked by how effectively it worked on the first try and despite my enthusiasm for supplements and biohacking equipment and you know all things performance I'm, I take a skeptical approach to everything that I do. How does I sort of pride myself in my interoception? How do I feel? How am I responding to this? I love the data that I get from my Fitbit, which is obviously not as good as the Aura, but I don't rely on it to tell me how good I feel. Mm-hmm. And the very first night that I took it, you know, my goals now are I want to, I want to build lean mass, you know, um, I'm coming up to 40 here shortly you know, I'm doing jujitsu three, four, sometimes five days a week. Right now I'm doing 75 hard, which includes two workouts a day. So I'm like really pushing it. And when I, when I took it leading up to the first night that I took it, my deep sleep score on my Fitbit, my, the time was usually between like 35 and 50 minutes. That was typical. And deep sleep, and maybe you can piggyback on this and talk about how important deep sleep is for, you know, the uh, muscle growth. But the very first night, it jumped from probably an average of about 40 to an hour and a half. And I was like, that's got to be an anomaly. That's that's kind of too good to be true. Don't get so excited. I took it the next night, same thing, hour and 25 minutes. I took it the next night. Same thing, hour and 45 minutes. I was so shocked by the results and I didn't really tweak or change anything else. My lifestyle didn't change. I sort of ate the same stuff at the same time. But that was the score that I was most interested in improving. And it worked literally first, second, third, fourth, fifth day and and has continued to, to perform. Like maybe talk a little bit about why why deep sleep is so important and and were you specifically targeting deep sleep when you were formulating the product there's a love love hearing those testimonials um it's what it's all about i just want to say like you know as a company every monday we read like 15 20 testimonials with the whole team because you know, it just grounds us in, in what's important. So thanks for sharing that. Um, in terms of targeting deep sleep specifically, I would say no, but, you know, we were targeting all aspects, like from sleep latency. And I, I'm going to share one one of my other favorite benefits. So let's talk about a classic saying that I, I used to doubt, and it proven to be true, which is like one hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours, right? A lot of hmm. us have heard that. And I was kind of in disbelief about it because I like staying up. Like I'm definitely a night owl. There's a great book called The Power of When talks about chronotypes. And it seems, and it makes sense from an evolutionary biology perspective that you've got a night crew that's protecting the tribe from an attack. And then you got a morning crew. So I think you just need different chronotypes to keep the tribe safe. 
And I've always loved staying up at night. It's just been a struggle uh, ever since I'm a kid. Like my parents used to fight with me to go to bed. And it's, you know, it's gotten better over time. And literally like a few years ago was like my number one thing was to try to work on that. However, nothing has helped me more than sleep breakthrough. Like it makes me want to go to bed. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll drink it an hour before my target bedtime, which is a really key concept we can circle back to in a sec. And within 30, 40 minutes, I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to go to bed yeah. um, instead of watching another hour of whatever on Netflix. So it's really phenomenal on that. And it's such a, a, a great benefit for guys like me. Um, let's talk about target bedtime and back to that saying. So our bodies have all these circadian clocks, right? And there's certainly a clock for waking up and there's a clock for going to bed. And the issue is people don't consciously control light enough. So mm. I'll just want to start back in the morning and again, all credit to Dr. Andrew, Andrew Huberman for just hammering this to death in a really good way. And that is to wake up and get sunlight in your eyes the first 30 minutes, right? And I've been doing that pretty consistently for the last few months. I just literally live in front of a park. I step out, do a loop, walk up the stairs, do a little, little sprint to get some metabolic boost. And that's it. It's like 10, 15 minutes, listen to a good song. I, we have a, the waters here. I just look at the water and then I'm, I'm ready for the day. The payoff on that 10 to 15 minutes is asymmetrical. Like it's just an incredible return on time. And again, we're getting the serotonin, the dopamine, and the me and the meta the sorry, the metabolic boost. But we're also getting that programming, which tells our brain that it's time to go to bed 14 to 16 hours mm -hmm. later. So that's the first piece of light. The second piece of light is, you know, typically about an, ideally 90 minutes before bed. You want to start dimming the lights. You know, you can dim the lights. You can put on red light bulbs. You can wear blue light blocking glasses or, you know, have salt lamps. I've heard a lot of interesting ways to deal with this. They all work. The The goal is to minimize lumens in the eyeballs and, you know, really kind of prime your, your brain for a good night's sleep. Because light destroys melatonin in near real time. And that's a really important part of if you take melatonin, and I was told this by a neuroscientist a long time ago, and I, I you know, looked into the literature and it's true. You need to be in darkness. Like if you take melatonin and you're brushing your teeth, like by the time you hit the sack, it's pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in darkness, uh, you know, take your melatonin. Or again, if you're trying to produce it naturally, you just need to be in a pretty dark, dim environment. And then again, make sure you avoid bright lights because it'll just wipe out any progress you've made uh, melatonin wise. So that is the key elements. But if you manage light, you will actually start to feel tired. Like that's, that's one of the main reasons why I used to just stay up till three, four in the morning is I just wasn't managing light. And it's, it's a really powerful stimuli. I think some people are more sensitive and get more stim from it. I'm certainly one of them, but yeah, take your, uh, sleep breakthrough about an hour before your target bedtime. Because what happens is, let's say your target bedtime is midnight. By 1230, 1245, one o'clock for sure, you're getting a cortisol response that's designed to keep you awake longer, right? 
again, that's that evolutionary biology response. That it's like this. this is, like the second wind, right? Like it's the second wind, and that yeah. that will destroy that night's deep sleep. Like all of the hormonal magic that we want when the prolactin cycle kicks on, which starts with melatonin, and that's where most of the growth hormone production happens, which from a muscle building, fat loss perspective, just anti-aging perspective, there's a whole cascade of hormones that you really, really want. Like that's the, the body rejuvenation cycle. And then later you start getting REM. Now REM is critical for memory consolidation, for emotional processing, for neurotransmitter production. Like a lot of that is happening during REM. And if somebody has, is not getting enough REM after three, four days, they're, they're not going to be in a good mood. So perfect night, I would say you're getting about 75 to 90 minutes plus of deep sleep. So you're right in that sweet spot right now, which is great. And then about two plus hours of REM. That, you know, from all the sleep data I've seen with myself, with other people, um, typically people are getting those numbers. They'll feel really, really good. And you know, the cool thing about sleep is like the benefits are immediate and the consequences are immediate, even from stuff that you can't see. Like if you have a night of sleep deficiency, you have all these epigenetics that are, you know, cancer causing, tumor causing, turn on, and it's really eroding your DNA. Whereas if you get a great night's sleep, you just feel like the best version of yourself, like your workouts will be incredible. You just have energy for life, for your business, for your family, for your kids. Whereas if you're tired and you're worn out, life can become a real struggle. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. The, I was actually, I was going to, I was going to dig into that a little bit because everybody, you know, whether you're listening right now or you want to go later, you can go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash OPP and read basically the long form information about sleep breakthrough. And you've got some fucking basically terrifying uh, information on there about what one, what one bad night of sleep does to your body. And I would love for you to maybe sort of break some of that stuff down because I think that we underestimate just how damaging one, what one night of bad sleep will do. Everybody, you know, you wake up groggy, you slam a bunch of coffee, you just go about your business and you figure it out. You know, you just get through it. But I don't, I don't think that people really realize the, the litany of issues that arise from just one bad night of sleep. Can you maybe break that down for us a little bit? Yeah, I think it's such a, a great way to sell it because a lot of us think, well, okay, maybe it'll, if I don't sleep well for 10, 20 years, I'll, I'll have consequences later. And it's hard for people to, to get motivated about but yeah, first let's start with the hippocampus. A lot of people will tell you, man, my short-term memory is shot. It's gone. I can't remember things. Well, a lot of that's happening on the hippocampus. And like one bad night of sleep will severely compromise your hippocampus. And that's where you'll have to struggle re remembering names, word recall, all of these things. So that's immediate. Of course, the... DNA damage is real and immediate. And if you think about, you know, let's say you're just not sleeping that well, or you're partying uh, one or two days a week. I mean, when I look at time and I look at the future and I, and I think about health, I'm always thinking about, am I compounding things the right way where my health is going to be, you know, getting better and better, or at least, you know, maintaining a really high level. 
or am I degrading over time? And I'm going to have a lot of severe consequences because I think, again, like sleep's one of those things where it's immediate and it compounds either on the positive side or you're, you know, getting compromised uh, on a compounding level. The other big one too is, um, again, all the epigenetics we talked about and with some great research on fat loss, which is a mind blower. And again, I was a trainer for 10 years and helped my best friend lose 191 pounds and all kinds of um, awesome transformation stories. So I love, I love helping people lose, lose weight. And we got a, we got the ultimate nutrition book coming out in September is going to be published by Hay House. Um, love to come back and chat about that. Yeah. But uh, you know, the point is that if you're in a calorie deficit, which of course, if you want to lose weight, you need to be, if you sleep five and a half versus eight and a half, essentially one out of two pounds that you're losing half is going to be a lean muscle mass. Oh, wait a minute. Pause right yeah. there. Say that yeah. again. Say that again. So the difference is about 90%. So about 10% lean muscle mass loss versus 50 is the difference between eight and a half and five and a half. So imagine you want to lose 30 pounds of body fat and you're just constantly sleep deprived. You'd have to lose 60 pounds to lose 30 pounds of body fat. And you'd look you would not look good. Like protecting lean muscle mass when somebody is losing body fat to me is of the utmost priority. Like that is critical. It will protect your metabolism. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And lean muscle mass, and it's great that you have that as a goal, is a great sponge for glucose. It's a key element of strength and longevity. Like to me, lean muscle mass is absolutely critical and everybody should try to, to build an optimal amount. I'm not talking everybody should try to become a bodybuilder, but you know, most people would, would highly benefit from an extra 10, 15, 20 pounds. But if you're dieting, you're in a catabolic state. And if you're not really sleeping well and optimizing your, your anabolic environment, you're going to lose muscle mass. And that's really detrimental. The other thing that happens is your ghrelin increases significantly, which is your hunger hormone. So it'll be really difficult to manage cravings. And a lot of diets will get blown pretty much in that moment, right? Like you just start binging and they say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm giving up. The other big one too, and, and there's some crazy stats on this. So during daylight savings time, when we lose an hour of sleep, heart attacks go up 24%. And then during the fall, when we win an hour, they go down 21%. So that's a massive delta. That's a 40 5% Delta from getting an extra hour from losing an extra hour. Um, so yeah, it's really fascinating how impactful like one bad night is. That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense if you're not getting, if you're in a calorie deficit and you're losing weight, it's either fat or muscle, right? <laughs> it's either fat or muscle. And if your sleep isn't right, if it's eight and a half, it's five and a half versus eight and a half. It's going to come off somewhere. And it's not going to come off where you want it to come off. You're going to, wow. Oh man, that's insane. It is. Yeah. Like I would say, like anybody wants to build muscle mass or lose body fat, either or like sleep, like hyper optimizing sleep should be one of the absolute first priorities because everything you do is just going to work better. And again, like why not get the best results you can from your diet, from your training program, et cetera. 
Well, now I'm curious about what some of the other sort of sleep routines or sleep hacks you use, because obviously this has been a major, major, massive focus focus for you. And and again, what you consume is just one part of of uh, you know the ingredient list that go into a, a quality night's sleep. Like, what what are what are some of the either normal or off the wall things that you do to to enhance your sleep? Like I said, there's not much I have not tried. So let's let's go through it. We talked about light. And again, that's mostly free things everybody can do. So I'll skip that one. The second one is really temperature. I mean, the obvious one is a cold room. But back to when I was losing three, four pounds of body weight per night, that was water. I was sweating on the mattress where my body was making contact with the mattress because it traps heat. And when I heard Tim Ferriss talk about the chili pad, I'm like, that sounds promising and interesting. And that's just been one of my favorite sleep products. I've uh, been, you know, bought V1. I just bought V3. It's it's awesome. And I know there's other competitors like Sleep 8. I haven't tried those. But chili pads, I think, are critical, especially for, you know, men that have more muscle mass, have a fast metabolism, or just are hot. And the same thing with women that are in menopause, premenopause. And they're getting, you know, sometimes temperature spikes that'll disrupt their sleep. Mm. So chili pads, huge. Um, again, I, I recommend pretty much anybody buys one. Here's one that a lot of people don't think about. Let's talk about mattresses, sleep positions, and the disruptors pressure points. So as I got into sleep literature, one of the interesting things was the discovery that when there's blood flow that's trapped, whether it's your shoulder, your hips, like anywhere, your body will naturally toss and turn. And again, it's not a conscious thing. It'll just do it to, you know, stay healthy. And what that does is as you toss and turn, it's pulling you out of deep sleep. So minimizing tossing and turning is one of the most important strategies. So how do you do that? First, let's talk about pressure points. The perfect environment is like an even pressure point from your head down to your feet. Now, this is where back sleepers have a massive advantage. So back yeah. sleepers have two advantages. One is it's a natural spinal adjustment. Any chiropractor will tell you that. And the second thing is it's just evening out the their body weight pressure evenly or with more space. So it's great. But I'm a side sleeper. I just can't do it. Actually, I kind of start meditating when I get on my back and I I just want to keep going. Me too. Exactly the same. I wish I could sleep in my back, but I, you're right. I'm the same way. I, I go in, I go into meditation rather than sleep. I think it's a theta thing. I think that head position really is conducive for theta meditation. So I think that's what we, we do. Mm -hmm. um, but side sleepers, if you have wide shoulders, like if you're lifting weights, you have wide bones, or if you're a woman with wide hips and you're using a normal mattress, you're going to get excess pressure because again it's just not designed for the body to sink in so as i as i figured that out i'm like okay yes yeah, so a size sleeper definitely needs a memory foam mattress spent about six months looking at memory foam mattresses and found this company called essentia that are canada and they use this natural tree sap because it was worried about off gassing and by the way off gassing mm. is real okay yes and I, i'll share a crazy story real quick um, we were working with one of the top, top uh, agents in Hollywood for a few years. Great guy. Um, 
name's Todd Feldman. And he moved, he built this new house, moved into it. And of course, everything's new, everything's off gassing and got his rubber levels tested in his blood. It was off the charts, which then created this histamine response. It was just crazy. Um, so really fascinating to see how, you know, again, uh, it's real. But anyways, this company uses a tree sap. And what's really cool about them is they have these different densities. And I think picking the right density for your body when you're buying a memory foam mattress is the key critical factor. So how do you do that? Well, if you're taller, your, your body weight's naturally going to be spread out more than if you're shorter. Obviously, if you're heavier, you need to sink in more. So if you're short, shorter or heavier, you need more softness. If you're taller and weigh less, you tend to, you know, the best thing is more density. So they got all these different densities, huge fan of their mattress. Again, I'm not getting paid to say that. I just, I just love it. So pressure points is a big deal. Let's talk about stuff that doesn't really work. And you know, a lot of stuff I spent money on, I would put in this category, starting with a Faraday cage. So what's a Faraday cage? <laughs> a Faraday cage is designed to block out EMFs and different materials. Mine is made out of silver. There's a website called lessemf.com. And this look, looks pretty cool. It looks like a mosquito net. And I live in a penthouse and I could probably see about eight different Wi-Fi's. And again, there was a lot of EMF paranoia and I'll share my opinions on EMF in a second, but didn't see any improvements whatsoever. And my current opinion on EMFs is one proximity is like the most important thing. Like if your Wi-Fi is right next to you, you're going to be hitting with a much harder signal, which based on what we're seeing in the data, it's opening up calcium channels and can be maybe problematic with the Oura Ring, and I was testing keeping Bluetooth on versus off, hmm. and it did seem that it was impacting my sleep when it was on a little bit. Um, so I think it does have somewhat of an impact. And of course, I got no Wi-Fi in my bedroom, and I used the Faraday cage, but didn't see a big improvement. The other one that I spent a lot of money on, and, and I am a fan of these technologies in general, but for sleep, nothing really worked consistently. And that's PEMF devices, like the Earth Pulse, the Beamer. The Beamer was wrecking my sleep. The Earth Pulse, which is these magnets where you can run different frequency programs. There was a couple of programs that worked sometimes. And then the other times was really disruptive. I bought um, some stuff I was super excited about. There was a Philips version and then Dream Data version where it was tracking your sleep. And then when you would hit Delta, it would start pulsing these delta waves to try to increase the amplitude. And again, it was just hit or miss. And that's uh, research straight out of DARPA. And it was really promising. So I just don't think anybody's really nailed a good commercial version. It's something that maybe like once or twice a week um, would be beneficial. And it's something I've learned in general as well in terms of like creating the ultimate sleep program. I think optimizing for REM two, three, four days a week, and then optimizing for deep is a great strategy. So huh. like the, the new product that we're coming out with dream optimizer, um, it's just part of my system now. And I use it about three days a week and it really optimizes REM. Like a guy like you, that's very good at lucid dreaming. You'll, you'll probably have a lot of fun. Um, it's designed for that. Whereas 
the nights where I don't use it, I, I can tell it's like a, a, a more slanted to deep. And I, having tracked my sleep for almost a decade, it seems like that's a natural cycle that the body wants to do, uh, even without supplements. So yeah, PMF devices, I don't recommend. And then as far as we talked about being consistent and early, that's huge. Here's a destroyer of sleep. Let's talk about food. Food was one of the first like mind blowing discoveries when I got the aura ring. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, from the bodybuilding world, Hey, eat a big meal, drink a big shake before bed. You'll be anabolic all night long. Definitely some of the worst advice ever <laughs> in bodybuilding. Um, it will destroy your anabolism, but yeah, when I was eat a big meal, I'd say, you know, within two hours of, of sleeping, my deep sleep was almost always zero 15 minutes. And, you know, ask anybody that's been tracking for a while, they'll tell you uh, three, even four hours is optimal. Is there exceptions? Well, I think one, amino acids are not problematic. They tend to be absorbed within 30 minutes. So like we have a couple of amino acids like glycine and um, L-theanine and sleep breakthrough. The other thing, which is really interesting, is that serotonin is a precursor to melatonin. And what food increases serotonin? Carbs. So carbs, and specifically, I think, a little bit of a higher glycemic, like a fruit, and a lot of people love honey. A lot of people report getting better sleep with a teaspoon of honey. In my opinion, the mechanism is just a serotonin boost coming from the fructose and the glucose. And what I found, you know, one thing that impacts my sleep is when I do like these three-day fasts or a five-day fast, by day three, I'm just sleeping less and less. Uh, it's probably my body spiking cortisol for me to go hunt for food or something. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's helped a lot is I'll eat about like half a cup of fruit, like half a cup of pineapple or a cup of blueberries, like about 10 grams of carbs is all that I seem to need. And it does the trick. And my, I get a way better sleep on these you know, multi-day fasts uh, using five, 10 grams of carbs before bed than if I don't. But I think other than amino acids and some easily digestible stuff, like if you're taking a complex protein or a fat that's going to take a while to digest, that will destroy your sleep. And then the last big one is again, really managing your brain waves. I, I think that we, as I talked about insomniacs, they've got these hyperactive beta brain wave uh, going on. They can't shut it down. Um, I think that's where maybe meditating a little bit and like anything that will calm your brain down, a bath, a float tank, which you're a huge proponent of, like a float tank before bed is awesome. Like mm-hmm. you're, it just shifts your nervous system so much that you're just kind of ready for a good night's sleep. Um, I, I really love doing that. Another good exercise that I learned from one of my mentors, John Reese, is you know if you're an ideation machine, you just can't shut down the ideation, grab a book, grab a pen, and literally just write anything that comes to your mind until you're out of ideas. Might take five minutes, might take 15 minutes, but there's a point where you've just kind of run out of material <laughs> and your brain calms down. Mm. Like, okay, I've captured it. It's on paper. I feel safe. I can, I can relax. So that's, that's a good tool. And we talked about L-theanine and GABA, it's great molecules. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of different ways to shift your brain and it's, it's all effective. So I like that idea of having 
having a, a pen and paper nearby just to get it out, you know, get it. So you're not thinking, oh, okay, I don't remember this, this bit that I'm going to do when I do stand up in 10 years about, you know, <laughs> like, no, I just need to get it out on paper. You know, I think that would probably be helpful for, for kids too. You know, my, my nine-year-old, he struggles with sleep, you know, um, I, I, I would, I have a question about maybe sleep breakthrough and, and, and children. But before I ask that question, I wanted to share and plug this, this device that I've been using. So many fellas struggle with snoring, right? It, it's a big deal. It disrupts your sleep. It disrupts your partner's sleep. It's a killer. My dad has been on a CPAP for, oh man, 20 plus years. I'm, I'm leaner than I've been. I've got more muscle mass, but I'm leaner than I've been in a long time. Snoring is, is worse for me when I'm drinking alcohol. It's worse for me when I'm smoking cannabis. And even when I'm not doing that, I still found that I was snoring like crazy. And my wife, you know, three, four, sometimes five times a night would just, you know, stiff arm me to wake me up so that I could roll over. And what I I tried mouth taping and I thought, well, maybe that will help a little bit. So I did that for a week, didn't budge, didn't help whatsoever. So what I found through doing my own research was my tongue was falling back. And so even with my mouth closed, it was vibrating in the back of my throat and being a real issue. So again, not a paid thing, but I found this device and it's called Good Morning. It's called the Good Morning Snore Solution. And what this device does is it's a little cup that pinches with suction your tongue. It pulls your tongue out in front of your teeth, and then it has a little barrier that goes in front of your teeth that keeps your tongue pulled forward in front of your teeth so that your tongue doesn't slide back and relax and vibrate in the back of your throat. It takes, it took me at least four or five days to get used to my teeth you know, resting on my tongue with my tongue out in front of my teeth held by a barrier. After that, unless it falls out, which happens once a month, I don't snore anymore at all. My numbers have increased. My my sleep numbers have improved incredibly since then. If, if Again, just because we're on the topic, if you're a snorer and you've tried different devices and the idea of a CPAP freaks you out, which it should, Check out the Good Morning Snore Solution. It's 70 bucks. It's this little piece of latex. Um, it's awesome. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, that's the first time I hear of that. I've got a couple of little upgrades to add to that. Um, but it comes up a lot. I was doing a, a talk last week in a mastermind group and about sleep and a lot of guys hit me up. So I haven't had that issue, but it's very, very common. And a lot of people really either need a CPAP. So I'm, I'm happy to hear there's another solution because sleeping with a CPAP, I haven't done it, but all my friends that have have struggled. Hmm. The other, so the other big challenge sometimes is some people don't have good airways in their nostrils, in their nose. A couple of, of upgrades. One is the balloon, which is a really kind of a little bit of a freaky experience. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you go see someone that is skilled in that. Sometimes it's, you know, cranial sacro masters or chiropractors. There's different people that'll do it, but they shove this balloon up your nose and they pump it with air. And then you hear this crack. And again, I'm 
sounds scary than it is, but it's, it's a little, it's definitely a, a wild experience, but then your breathing improves significantly. So if anybody's ever been punched in the nose or has nose damage of any kind, and I would say like some people just have small airway uh, and, and it's compromising their ability to breathe through their nose. So the balloon is, I think, a good upgrade. And the second one is these nostril devices that you can buy on Amazon. They're like seven, eight bucks. And they literally just, they got different sizes. You get the perfect size for your nose. And they expand your nostrils a little bit, which allows more um, oxygen to be taken up the nose. So I think I really like what you just uh, offered. And I think adding these other things can help. I've also heard that mouth taping, which I've never done, but some other people have told me like they were on the path to a CPAP and mouth taping saved them from having to use that. So I think that these are all different things people should look at. Yeah. I've seen the videos of people doing the balloon uh, and, and, you know, sticking something up your nose going and then the balloon inflates. Yeah. I tried mute, which was one of those nostril wideners for sleep and uh it never stayed in it was sort of agitating to my nostrils so i stopped doing that so i just use those breathe right strips <laughs> my i i'm a sight to see for sleep and i know i'm not alone here but again this is an alternative to a cpap machine i've got a, like a really cute eye mask the nose strip over my nose and then this silly looking you know diaphragm condom thing kind of pulling my tongue forward that uh, that good morning sleep device but it friggin' works man and it's saving my sleep and my wife's sleep um i want to go back i want to go back to the to the idea and it's, it's funny because this keeps coming up with different you know uh, podcast episodes so the listeners bear with me and you know i'm asking questions about kids for those of you that don't have kids maybe you have nephews or nieces that you want to think about but um conceivably i know this is delicate territory because you don't want to say yeah give you know give athletic greens to your kids like no i don't know about that give you know um magnesium breakthrough to your kids i don't know about that and and so feel free to punt on this if you wish but you know what's what do you think might be the benefit of maybe doing a microdose of sleep breakthrough instead of the four little tiny scoops that that adorable little scooper inside the, the sleep breakthrough jar um what do you think about for kids? I mean, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I I just became a father. Uh, my daughter is almost nine months old. So, yeah, congrats. Um, so you're I'm sleeping great. I am actually. Um, you know, hire I hired two full time nannies, and <laughs> and we've also we're really really diligent about her sleep cycle, and she actually sleeps really really well throughout the night. So it's been. It's been really good. Of course, everybody's warned me your sleep's gone. I'm like, no, I'm no. I'm 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 not, <laughs> not me, doing man. that. I'm not doing that. Um, so no, it's been it's been really good. I'll tell you what I've been feeding my daughter. I'm gonna answer that question. And I'll tell you my game plan with her. Um, so first of all, from very early P3 OM with the the milk, uh, mm. biome breakthrough with the milk. Cause again, I'm I'm you know having a really healthy biome from that age is, is right. an awesome thing. So P3M biome breakthrough, which that is the number one biofilm building product and a healthy biofilm building product we have. Most probiotics are transient. It means they'll come in and they don't create colonies. They don't create biofilms. They'll have a positive impact as they're moving through your digestive system, but that's it. 
Whereas mm. uh, Biome Breakthrough, and this is, you know, our head of the lab, she's literally has a PhD in biofilm. And we have all these tests that we do with probiotics that we can measure how much biofilm is being produced. And that's, that's our number one product. So it's, it's awesome. And then I've talked to a naturopathic doctor and I asked her like, when, when can I feed her magnesium breakthrough? Yeah. She said about 18 months. And I think specifically with magnesium breakthrough, um, it, I don't know the exact dose yet, but I'll probably feed her like quarter of a cap or something mixed yeah. with, you know, milk. So awesome. yeah, I think the, the dose is really important to get on. And when I feed her sleep breakthrough, I would probably start with magnesium breakthrough. And I think, I think that's enough. Um, and if that doesn't do the trick, I would consider it. Like you don't want to feed melatonin to your kids. That's a very, very, very bad idea. Right. And again, there, there is no melatonin in sleep breakthrough. So yeah, if she wasn't sleeping and she was nine years old, would I give her a little bit? I probably yeah. would. Again, that's what I would do with my daughter. Yeah. I, I you know, I, my kids have tried all sorts of, you know, supplements and, and yeah, I think that, I think they both have had P3OM, you know, especially after, you know, birthday parties with cake and really terrible food and you can't, you can be diligent, but there's a, there's such a thing as over diligence too, where the kids don't get to have any fun or mouth pleasure, you know, like that's, it's okay. It, I believe in my opinion, it's okay to, to budge and, and let kids be kids. Um, so I think that I'm gonna experiment with that. I, it's none of my business. I know that you've got this under control for sleep for your, for your, for your baby girl. Um, I, we use the sleep lady. It's a book that talked that it's, it's basically a program of getting your baby to sleep on their own without you. That's doesn't include letting them cry it out. Um, it worked like a charm. For both of my kids, we started really early and it's a progression of like slowly leave, you know, moving out of the room, being there for them, but not like anyway, just maybe I, I know you're going to take a look at it. Um, but. No, thanks, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all open for parenting tips. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I love it. Um, thanks. Yeah, you bet. Well, what what else, you know, as we kind of take this thing home, um, what what did I not ask? What about this product or what about sleep in general? Did, did I not touch on that you think is really worth sharing? Again, take your sleep serious and you want to build your own system um, on the molecule side, as well as obviously all the things we talked about. So, I mean, what's working really, really, really well for almost everyone is like two caps of magnesium. So the, you know, we've sold 1.2 million bottles of mag and almost the most common testimonial by a long shot is I've never slept better. So that alone is a game changer for sleep. Typically with two caps, one hour before bed, it just hits different. Um, I actually saw some really, really interesting data this morning that we're testing in the lab to prove that when you're combining mags, you're getting more absorption and we're doing these red blood cell tests and that's what we're seeing, which is affirming because we knew it just works better. And again, credit, credit to Charles Poliquin, God bless his soul mm. that kind of put it us put us on this track. He, he was like, yeah, four magnesiums works way better than one. I tried that. I was blown away. And then it just got us on the path. And I'm like, well, let's add the cofactors and keep, you know, trying to find the best mags and we've done it. And then sleep breakthrough. 
And then Dream Optimizer, which is going to come out in February. I'll, I'll make sure you get some bottles. Awesome. Um, that That is an incredible tool. And it's made me a believer in melatonin. And I know I kind of crapped on melatonin for a while, but the right dose, like, again, is I'm using three sprays, which is like 48 micrograms um, or 54 micrograms. And it's working incredibly well. And we have California poppy seed and some other things that boost REM. So it's kind of fun. I mean, you definitely, I was at a mastermind. We gave out a hundred bottles last week. And this mm -hmm. one guy comes up to me at breakfast. He's like, dude, I was like an avatar, man. I just couldn't believe the colors and, and how vivid things were. So yeah, it really increases um, REM and, and lucid dreaming. So it's fun. And I don't advise that every night. The, the mag breakthrough and the sleep breakthrough, yes. And then the, the nice where you just use Dream Optimizer, you can maybe try with sleep breakthrough, try without it. But yeah, again, you just three, four, five, six sprays max while you're in bed and it works incredibly well. The other way you can use it too is if you people, some people will wake up and have to go to the bathroom at night and they struggle to go back to bed. Couple of pro tips on that. One is if you turn on the lights oh, while yeah. you're going to the bathroom, you just wrecked yourself, right? So make sure that you have maybe a motion sensor light with a red light bulb, like something that's just not going to wake you up. But you can do a couple of sprays of Dream Optimizer and get another sleep cycle. Mm. So make sure that you've got like two or three hours, ideally, to sleep a full cycle. And it works really, really well. So awesome. Yeah, the, the, that idea that you shared a little earlier about like maybe optimizing for deep a couple of nights a week and optimizing for REM a couple other nights a week. That's super interesting and innovative. I've never really thought about it like that. Um, it, it, this is weird cause I don't usually chime in with my own tips quite as often as I am today, but it's been a, honestly, since I've gotten sleep breakthrough, it's been, um, it's been a real focus of mine. Um, uh, another way to stop, uh, especially for fellas, the, the, the night waking, you talked about potassium and keeping from those sort of nocturnal urinations. Um, another trick that I've shared with a lot of my coaching clients is every time you pee, stop midstream and count to three and then work your way up to stopping your pee stream every time you pee three times for three seconds each and it will entrain your urethra to hold the pee in longer i've this maybe there's a connection with the prostate but i've i i heard that from like a nfl guy i don't remember who it was i was talking but i remember it was it was a sports guy and he was like dude i used to wake up and pee all the time then i started doing this so now I've been doing that for years and I've given that suggestion to other coaching clients of mine. And it really works for guys that have to wake up to pee uh, every night. So I'm just throwing that in there, throwing it in the fruit salad. That's, we got. that's a new one, man. Uh, uh, I'll have to play around with that. It wouldn't make, make sense. Probably a good Kegel exercise. Exactly. Right. Well, this, this has been such, man, Matt, I, the product is incredible. It's incredibly effective. It tastes like heaven. I mean, it's insane. Um, um, so excited to, to share this with, uh, with all the listeners. Again, you can go to sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash OPP, um, to get a, to get a sweet discount that Matt's nice enough to extend to you guys. I want to end with uh, the fill in the blank question, which I asked to all the guests, and this can be focused on sleep or supplements or just life in general. I mean, we were talking about, 
you know, pretty out there esoteric stuff before we hit the record button. Uh, but please fill in the blank and elaborate as much or as little as you wish. Everyone would benefit from knowing their traumas and where they've come from and what shaped them because the traumas shape your character assets and defects. So something I've spent a lot of time on, a lot of energy on has been, you know, one of the most powerful things I've done for you know, just improving my quality of life emotionally with, you know, my, my wife, uh, my friendships, my, as a leader, it's just been amazing to clean house. There's been a lot of tools and, you know, I think the, the best masterpiece has been written. And I mean, like, I would never try to write a better book. I think he's nailed it. It's the body keeps the score. And the premise for those of you that haven't read it is very simple, which is like, when things happen, and, and here's the four conditions for trauma. One is it's painful. Two is unexpected. So this is really, and we can get into like the, there's a lot of things right there. Like if, if you can prepare somebody for pain, it'll be a lot less traumatic. So there's a pro tip. The third thing is they felt alone. And the fourth is they didn't have the resources to process the sensations that emerged. And then they repress. And when people repress and suppress, you know, basically gets buried in, in the nervous system, in the limbic system, and that's what the body keeps the score. So how do you clean house? There's an, a process that's universal. Like there's a lot of different techniques. They all work. Just find something that you love to do. And I'll share the main ones I've done. But essentially, you get your nervous system into a very safe space. You play the movie of the experience once to trigger the sensations that you experience in that moment. And then you process the sensations, okay? And you process the sensations by keeping your nervous system in a parasympathetic, healing, safe state. And you will be able to process that trauma. So there's EMDR. The main ones I've done is EFT. I'm a certified practitioner, huge ah, fan of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredibly fast. It's easy to learn. You can go to YouTube, Google it. Um, worked with Dawson Church for a long time. He's one of the top researchers in that space. It it, it works incredibly well. Um, and then the, the other big one, which we talked a little bit about before the show is neurofeedback. And when you're in alpha and especially theta, by the way, which I know we're Theta Brothers, mm -hmm. the ability to process trauma and pain in Theta is phenomenal. Like you are in a deep parasympathetic mode. So if you get really good at getting to Theta and again, get to meditation or neurofeedback and being able to bring up the sensation, then you can just process it in real time. And what's amazing is true at EFT and true at what I'm talking about. You can bring up the sensation and just stick with it and then you'll feel it fade. It'll go from, it's really uncomfortable to a slight discomfort to, I don't really feel it to, I feel really good. Mm. So again, any, you know, and then you're ready to kind of rewire your nervous system with gratitude. Like what was the gift of that experience? And then you can really feel good, like feel good about the gift and the memory and you're grateful that you had that experience. And that's really where you completely rewire your nervous system. And most people, 
have about three to 500 of these micro traumas. Like people understand the big traumas, you know, somebody attacked you, you got raped, you got robbed, something really bad happened. Um, But almost everyone has hundreds and hundreds of these little things that, you know, your mom forgot about you for two minutes in the store and you thought you were alone and lost as a kid as crying and searching for your mother. Like these things are the micro traumas that most people never dig deep enough to find and and clean house on. So Mm -hmm. it's really definitely a peeling of the onion. And what, why would you do that? What's the benefit? Well, the thing I've seen time and time again is your resilience to life, to stress goes up exponentially because we have this amygdala, this guard dog in our brains that's scanning the world for similar threats. And if you still have that trauma stored and you see something or someone that reminds you, and again, this is all unconscious, right? You're not like, oh, I remember that. Sometimes you do, but most of the time you don't. You will get the, the stress response. You're going to get, this is a threat, the fight, flight, freeze response. And then, you know, that can create all kinds of issues and problems. So I really think that if people become hyper aware of their traumas and, you know, backtrack back to those moments and do the work to clean house, it's, you will become a different human being and especially for people around you. And it's just been amazing. So that's it. Wow. That's wonderful that I really, really appreciate that. And you're right. We've all got them. We all kept them. If you haven't done the work, it's going to come out in ways that you don't want. That's really helpful. Wonderful. Well, needless to say, this was an excellent conversation. Um, I love the product. I, I feel like everybody is going to benefit from this. Anybody, you know, you've got the, you've got the guarantee, the money back guarantee, like you might as well try this stuff and, and watch how well it works and how it improves your life. And one more time, so much respect for everything that you guys do at Bioptimizers from the products to the people, to the way that you show up in the world, you are, are doing such great work and I'm such a fan and I'm so thankful for you being here on the optimal performance podcast. Yeah, it was an amazing conversation. I feel, I feel awesome. So thanks. Thanks for being you. And yeah, we're just getting warmed up. Like I said, we have 20 scientists doing R and D. We're going to be re-releasing all of our digestive products. We've rebuilt them from scratch. They're every single one's significantly stronger, more potent. Um, we've got about 35 products coming out in the next 18 months. So yeah, yeah. We've got this amazing adaptogen blend. I think you'll really appreciate. Um, yeah. So it's just been amazing to just uh, attract geniuses of different types, different formulators, the R and D team. And, you know, I try to just do my best to you know, work with them and, and co-create some incredible things. So yeah, we're just really getting warmed up and there's a lot more coming. Well, we'll have you back soon. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Matt.